comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the DC TV podcast, episode ninety-nine. Wow, ninety-nine. Okay, ninety-nine podcast episodes. Ninety-nine bottles of beer on the wall. Actually, actually, not a spoiler for the end of the episode. I always put a song at the end. Maybe I'll just put ninety-nine by Toto. Or ninety nine luft balloons by Nanam, the German version, of course. Yes, please. But uh, we're not here to talk about eighties uh, one hit wonder synthesizer bands from Germany. Oh no, because mm-hmm. if if that's what you're looking for, you're on the wrong podcast. We're here to talk about DC TV, and we had a whole big heap and helping of DC TV this week. Uh, we had Supergirl, Gotham, Lucifer, The Flash, I Zombie, and Arrow. And to help me sort through the winners, the losers, and everybody in between, we're going to start with the man who always thought he was God to begin with. He didn't have to call us a male, and he didn't even have to have a magic belt buckle. He just thought he was God to begin with. Richard the Chubtoe Children. Yay! Now, shouldn't you be in an uh, uh, insane asylum, then? So, basically, on Lucifer, oh. they're saying God got driven insane by his woman. Is that what's going <laughs> Well, I mean, you're married. You understand. Mm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite not locked up. <laughs> and the woman who stepped in and from from her own Earth 37 home to kick HR right in the balls when he screwed the pooch on the Flash this week. You damn right, Jerry Atkinson. I was so mad. <laughs> it's like HR, oh you God. insufferable, useless piece of crap. <laughs> real. He what? had it coming, Paul. He the, had it coming. The one time he wasn't making coffee, he screws up royal. Oy vey. So anyway, we had uh, three out of the six episodes tonight are the next to the last episode before the season finales. So we had a lot of setup, cliffhangers, all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, also, we only have two episodes The next to the last episode of Lucifer. We only have two more episodes of Lucifer. Um, so we're winding down, getting ready for summer, and with the summer comes the con season, how's that for a segue? Rich, tell us about the special friends you met this weekend, and what the con was, and all that good stuff. Well, I met lots of special friends, um, I met Barbara Eden, I Dream a Genie, um, who else, I met Sean Astin, the little orbit himself, um, of course, Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn, uh... From Guardians of the Galaxy, probably. from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, yes, and one. And my Booker uh, from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Who else was there? God, there was a lot. Of course, I, I met uh, Robin Lord Taylor. Uh, that's Dylan. what I wanted to ask you about, because Jerry had an encounter with Robin Lord Taylor as well in a hotel bar, if I remember correctly. Last year, was it, Jerry? Yeah, um, Amy. No, it's... it. year before? It was, yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was like um, October. Yeah, a year and a half ago, back when I was uh, larger and in charge. Yeah, Amy and I were waiting for the bathroom, and both of us were... Uh, like my grandma used to say, in our cups, the, when we saw um, him waiting for the bathroom also. And I think uh, Amy called him the Joker. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Well, I know she didn't say he was a Joker. She said, my son loves the Joker. So she we didn't really say he was. And then, yeah, and then Renee brought him back over to the table and all kind of photos. And he was really, really cool. Seriously. He was really, really gracious. And how was your encounter with the Penguin? Rich. Well, I had two encounters. The first encounter was the picture taking, which was just pretty brief. Um, but then later I was just chatting with him and was getting him to sign the picture. And uh, that that was interesting because I don't know if you can if you saw what was on my T-shirt, but I didn't even think about it until when he was looking at the picture. He goes, oh, my God, you're wearing a Terminus Steakhouse T-shirt. Right. <laughs> he goes, he go, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't even realize this. Just a shirt I grabbed, and uh, he goes, Man, "Had I noticed, I would have pointed to it in the picture." And uh, but uh, um, we talked a little bit about uh, Gotham, and you know, transitioning over to that from just doing character work. And uh, um, really nice guy. Uh, he was he was very pleasurable. That's cool. It seems like the Joker, the uh, Penguin, is a cool dude in real life. <laughs> Let's, uh, I meant the Joker. I mean the Penguin. No, wait, is it the Joker or the Penguin? I don't know. It's not like I watch, it's not like I watch the show every week. Jerry, what I, you... I also oh. meant Aaron from Walking Dead, Jesus from Walking Dead, du uh, um, Dwight from Walking Dead. Wow. Um, and uh, they, they had a, they had a big lineup there. They all, Anthony Michael Hall. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Um, Mina, Mina Savara, I guess is her name. Mina Savara, yeah. From the American yeah. Pie movies. And then the the kid that was Rookie of the Year and then grew up and was in the American Pie movies. I can't remember his name. And, man, there was uh, people from old school, Battlestar Galactica. They just had – and then there were a bunch of wrestling people, which I have no clue who they are. So. Right. Seems like a lot of autographs. Uh, man, that place was a madhouse. Uh, someone said there was somewhere over sixty to sixty-five thousand people, and that place is not made for that many people. It was. It was. It's amazing, like how like cons that shift to autographs like that seem to get huge turnouts. People love to get autographs. Yeah. I, I just. I never really. I've gotten a few, but they've always been given to me by people. And they've never been like you know, I don't yeah, know like waited in line or paid money for it or whatever. Right. My thing is, is if you're going to have that many names there, because they also had, they had a lot of, there was a lot of people in Artist Alley, but there was only a few, you know, primo comic names, like uh, uh, Neil Adams is there, yeah. uh, um, Ed McGinnis, and uh, there was a couple other names, and everybody else was pretty much, you know, uh, fill-in type artists and stuff like that, but they had this massive amount of other people, and then, like, they had... One panel with Frank Cho there that was the one comic like panel, um, and they had a couple other you know celebrity panels. Rooker and Gunn had a 
Guardians panel. But other than that, there just wasn't much. And I'm like, if you're going to sell tickets like that, you need to have more of a, a draw than just autographs. It's weird, it's, though. There seems to be a real shift to that. I mean, I know uh, Wizard World bought out the Pittsburgh Comic Con and has now since abandoned it. But like the last yeah. two years of the Pittsburgh Comic Con that they ran, you know, Wizard World Pittsburgh, that's what it was. There were like no panels almost. Yeah. And, and it was all autographs and dealers, you know. I mean, that's the main thing I go for are the panels. Because, I mean, it used to be you go to even Wizard World, like Wizard World Austin in 2010. That one was fantastic. There were just all kinds of artists and writer panels and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Greg Capuello and um, Yannick Paquette was there. This was right after the new 52 launch with mm -hmm. Batman and then uh, um, Swamp Thing from, with Scott Snyder. And it was a panel of the two of them describing how they each work with Scott Snyder and the differences that artists have. And, you know, things like that. It was just really cool panels. And now it's just, hey, this new movie's out and we have this person there. You know, let's check this out and then go pay him for autographs. It, mm. It's like, come on, man. I want to learn some stuff. Not, yeah. So, um, also this week, Jerry, I want your opinion on this. Did you see the new Mira? Um, costume? Yeah. What'd you yeah, think? And? What'd you think? Is this going to be a cosplay uh, thing for you, or? No. No? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, thought, I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought yeah, it, it good. Looks, I just, I, I think maybe I'm a little jaded. I think I could have done that costume more justice. Yeah. I said justice. <laughs> I, see what, I see what you did there. Very I just clever. like I'm in a league of my own, you know? Very clever. Very clever. I'm more I'm more happy with the outfit than I am with the person in it, so because I'm not a big no, Hurt fan. No, really. I, I have actually thought about Mira. I'm I'm close to being able to do Mira. I kinda wanted to do a some I, yeah, every time I say Mira, I think I'm saying mirror because in Texas we say mirror with, with an A at the end, so it sounds yeah. like Mira. Right. And that's a defect. Yeah, but I I really like the Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. And I've got a huge Wonder Woman. Well, no, I I, I take that back. I, which which I version? The new the new one the new Wonder Woman? The brand new one. Okay. The one from the movie. The yeah, one from the movie? Oh. So short. The skirt is not screaming Amazonian to me though. I feel like and I'm not trying to be like dowdy, I just feel like maybe the skirt tactically needs to be a little longer. You know? Mm. Well I, mean, like uh, well, I mean, like uh, Greeks and Romans wore skirts like that, men and women, like in in battle. You know, right. So. And they were a little bit longer. They were a little bit longer. Okay. They weren't tiny micro minis. Yeah, no, that's they're trying to go to the centurion. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. To be battle ready, I don't see being that up high. Hmm. But maybe that's just me. We also uh, got the uh, Black Lightning trailer this week for the new series on CW this fall, which we also heard is not going to be in the Arrowverse. Wow. But, but yeah. I mean, they said that about Supergirl, too, and it kind of is. Yeah. So. There are ways yeah. around that, I'm, th I'm th saying. But what did you guys think of that trailer? Now, give us your hot take. Because <laughs> I know you just <laughs> well, saw it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know a whole lot about the Black Lightning character. I mean, I remember him in Outsiders, and then... Uh, I remember him in Justice League. I think it was. Yeah. But I, did he did he have his own title at one point? I, totally, I think he had uh, one in the '90s, but I never read that. Tony Isabella and I think Trevor Von Eden or and or um, uh, trying to think of the other artist who drew on uh, uh, Black Lightning for a while. But yeah, he had his own comic in the '70s for sure. Yeah. Now, 
They even kind of did a weird, uh, like a bastardized version of him as Super Friends, uh, Black Vulcan. Yes. Which I never oh, understood. It's like Bo Vulcan is not yeah. a god of lightning at all. I mean, you should call him like, and you had to have black in front of his name because he's a black dude. Why don't you just call him like Zeus or yeah. thund Thunderbolt, you know, or something, you know? But no. Yeah. Black Vulcan. But anyway, no, yeah, but the character the, the character started in the 70s. He had his own series for a while. Like you said, he was in The Outsiders for a while. He's had a couple of renaissances here and there. He popped up during Final Crisis on one of the uh, spinoff books. I think it was Survive. Um, I didn't read that. I, yeah. I read the Final Crisis proper. I didn't read a lot of the ancillary on that. Um, I, I do say, though, watching that, that trailer, that suit looks badass that is awesome I, I i really it i mean cw is in the superhero business now and i mean this just looks good let's hope it is but it looks good i think they they really tried to capture that like black exploitation kind of era too it seemed like like luke cage or shaft it seemed like they were trying to kind of place you in that that time and place and right. emphasize you know that he was he was out of the game you know like he had he had like hung up his superhero suit and he they keep pulling him back and i don't know i think i want to see it but why is that is there a a fictional reason that the hundred is a gang or is is they just trying to promote that other show the 100 no in the comic they call them the 100 that predated the show by a long time like that's a weird name for a gang to me yeah, it's like, you, the, like the crazy 88s, you know, like are there are exactly 88 yeah. of them, you know, I mean, come on. I was say, it's kind of lazy. <laughs> it's like, well, what's that one out in California that they just raided a bunch of something, something 13s or something, right? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's something that, I don't know. I just remember seeing it in the news. Anyway, yeah, the Black Lightning trailer came out, looked good. Another CW uh, superhero show. Uh, seems like there's quite a lot of them now. <laughs> Um, I wonder if we're gonna burn out, but I don't know. This seems like a yeah. uh, seems like a different take on on it with him, uh, you know, with his daughters and the one daughter like learning how to use her powers. He's gonna have to try to teach her, and we will get some of that legacy stuff that we kind of thought we were gonna get from Jay Garrick in the Flash series that we never really got. Well, I guess we might see that here, you know. But I think if it's able to establish its own tone, I think it'd be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. And um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm excited. I, I didn't expect to be, but uh, I'm excited just watching that small trailer. And the last thing, a bit of news before we get into the uh, the shows this week. The uh, the um, embargo on social media about the Wonder Woman movie has broken. Uh, like, actual review embargo, I think, is this Friday or later on this week. But um, the um, they were allowed, people were allowed to, uh, you know, who had seen the new Wonder Woman movie were allowed to talk about it on social media, like tweets and whatnot. And the, uh, the the buzz has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, everybody seems really happy with it. Um, Patty Jenkins uh, has done a great job, according to like all these people who have already seen it. So I'm hoping. I'm to... excited for it. I cannot wait. It it just it. I think to me, it's going to be the film of the year until oh. Star Wars. Uh, bounce to the penultimate episode of Supergirl, called. Resist, directed by Millicent Sheldon. Is that a relative of yours? Uh, not that I know. Nothing enough. As you remember last time, the Daxamites are launching a full invasion of National City. And uh, they're, you know, arresting civilians, killing people on the street randomly, it looked like. We get this cool scene of uh, Maggie Sawyer at the uh, 
at the you know, the um, National City Police Department, you know, making a last stand with a shotgun, taking some of the aliens out by herself. That was pretty badass. Um, the the Daxamites also attacked the DEO and like drive everyone out of there pretty much. But uh, Alex and Wynn managed to escape. Um, Monel, you know, oh. a secret government organization, they just are way too open. <laughs> Yeah, they have that open skylight, too, in the building, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get a drone up there and just kind of like, oh, I wonder what's in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Monel and, and Lena are on the spaceship, the alien spaceship, and uh, Rhea wants to marry Monel to Lena in order to unite the people of Earth with Daxum, like, you know, a um, political marriage. He could do worse. Oh, man, that, <laughs> that, red, that red wedding dress... Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I paused on that a couple times. Anyway, um, the uh, the group, you know, the, super, the Scooby Gang, as it were, uh, reunite at uh, the Alien Bar. It becomes like their de facto headquarters after they get kicked out of the. Uh, yep, the bronze. The bronze. The bronze. And uh, somebody put a whammy on John Jones for some reason. He's in like some sort of weird coma where he can't do anything. In other words, they couldn't afford to have his effects in the show. But anyway, he's out of it. He's out of it. Um, and uh, we all of a sudden, we get this um, uh, message from President Marsden, played by, of course, the lovely and talented Linda Carter, uh, demanding uh, Rhea withdrawal, uh, withdraw from Earth. And then that doesn't go very well because they kind of start posturing, and then Cat Grant comes in and starts negotiating, kind of takes all the air out of the room and stuff. It was weird. And that's why Hank Henshaw was down this week. Like you said, they couldn't afford the effects because they had to fly in to list a flock heart. And, and she gave like three different inspiring speeches this this episode. Did you guys notice that? There was the one. It was where inspiring she... snarky. It was inspired. It was like, yeah. let me tell you where you suck, and I, Cat Grant, am going to write everything that's wrong. Speech. <laughs> I thought right. she was playing one of those weird D list. Uh, DC comic uh, characters, um, you know, pontificate woman. Yeah, she excogitated the crap out of her scenes, okay? I expected Diggle to come in and, like, give her notes. Be like, okay, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing good, all right? That, that, was, that one was very inspirational. Here's some here's some notes I took from your last one. Let's see if you can work them into this one, all right? All right, I'm Diggle, I'm out. Because Diggle's, like, the, of course, the, the king of that, that, uh, that uh, kind of speech. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, his whole character revolves around it in some episodes. But anyway, I, uh, Cat Grant kind of faces off to Rhea and is like, bitch, don't even. And then Rhea's all like, girl. And then uh, starts shooting at Air Force One. Now, here's what I want to yeah. know. You're going to have the president, right, flying yeah. Air Force One directly at the biggest ship in right. the fleet with, like, two two airplanes as an escort. That's it. That's all you're taking. I don't know if you know this, but Prezi don't play that. So, I guess. I guess. But anyway, <laughs> the Daxamite doesn't know how to make America great again. Then, uh, <laughs> the Daxamite fleet, fly, uh, fleet fires on them. Uh, Kara is able to save Cat, but unable to save Marsden. And this is where they discover that Marsden is an alien, a refugee from Durla, which, if you're a Legion of Superhero fan, heroes fan, you'll know, is the home of Chameleon Boy. Or chameleon lad, or oh yeah, he's a Durlin. 
And so is his little, uh, uh, Prody, his little um, uh, lump uh, uh, pet in the old Legion of Superhero stories. So, yeah, he was a Durlin, able to shapeshift just like uh, Linda Carter's character can. So that was a cool shout-out. Um, she tells the DEO, they say, look, you can take out the Dax of my mothership. You guys have this special cannon that you don't know about. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> How can you have a giant yeah. cannon on the DEO and not know about it? <laughs> right? I, I, I mean, you like, think Wynn would have been like, um, dudes, look what I found. It's taking up a giant part of our tower here. It's a giant cannon. <laughs> How long did the American public not really know about the Star Wars program before we started building a weapon from outer space? So, Do we build a weapon in outer space? Yeah, but these yeah, were yeah. the people within the DEO. This wasn't the public. Yeah, the DEO is supposed to be a super secret thing anyway. So it's that like is a super true. secret weapon even kept from a super secret group? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sorry, I just watched yeah, that new Tracy didn't. Morgan stand up on Netflix. That's funny. That's what I watched just before we started to record. Uh, no. Which, it was good. It was damn good. That's but, uh, yeah, now now Tracy Morgan, now I'm off off track. Of We're talking life. about, like, why they had this cannon they didn't Brian know Bellows. about. Yeah. <laughs> but We're talking about his grandmother, Flossie. That was the best part of that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Did, they, they had this giant cannon they had no clue of. And of didn't course. they just move into this facility, though? Oh, the, the beginning of the season, beginning of the season, they did. So how? I mean, Hank didn't know. Oh wait, Hank's knocked out cold. Never mind. Okay, yeah. Hey, you know, there's a giant construction crew here. Oh yeah, what are they building? I don't know. Parking lot. I guess. <laughs> Starbucks. All right, this is a superhero show. Suspend disbelief. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just, nope. I'm just pointing that out. Oh. That's all. Um. They're hesitant to, uh, Kara's hesitant because, of course, uh, Broel and, uh, uh, Lena are on the spaceship. So she's like, look, um, you know, give me a chance to get my friends out of there before you fire this cannon at them. And the only person that Kara can turn to for help is Cadmus. Bum, bum, bum. And, and the other reason that Hank Henshaw wasn't, or, um, John Jones wasn't in this episode is because they needed David Harewood to be the evil cyborg Superman. <laughs> I have a question, and this goes out to the producers of that show. Okay. Um, are you? Is there some kind of contest going on between your makeup artist as to who can make this steel Superman, whatever the hell he is, look even cheaper every time he's on screen? Because my God, is that terrible? I mean, it, we, it's always been bad, but it's, it, it literally looks like they super glued on aluminum foil and put a little blue light in it. Hmm. Yeah, we could just watch Solo if we wanted to see this kind of crap. <laughs> nice. Nice <laughs> shout out. Thank you. <laughs> so Kara teams up with uh, Lena's mom and, uh, and uh, Cyborg Superman. Don't know why. I still don't know why they're calling themselves that, but okay. Um, they find a way to the ship by able, uh, Hank is able to hack the Phantom Zone projector in the, uh, hall, uh, Fortress of Solitude. And, uh, Cat and Wynn stage a distraction by inciting a civilian riot by giving another inspired speech. Oh, I forgot the inspired speech she gives to Kara before they leave. I'm sorry. When she's sitting on the dumpster and they have the inspired yeah. speech staring at the stars and stuff, right? So yep. this one's number three, and it reminded me of the end of the first season where Kara goes on the TV 
to inspire hope, remember? Yep. To, to break the yep. last alien invasion we had last season? Yes, one time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, and I do like the fact that Cap keeps calling him Winslow, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that and the, the my favorite scene in the whole episode where they're tra- uh, Cat and Wynn are trying to escape Catco because Rhea's pissed and sends all her men to go after them. And Guardian comes in and kind of kicks her butt. And then uh, Cat looks at him and says, thank you, James. Yep. <laughs> and he says, well, he says I'm, I'm Guardian. And she goes, I can see your eyes right through the slit. Like she's, honey, like she's honey, embarrassed like for him, you know? She's like, I can see your eyes. <laughs> that was great. That was my favorite moment of this episode. My favorite moment was when she said, oh, my God, there's free weights in my office. Right. I'm going to have to disinfect it. Or I'm going to have to ultra disinfect it. Have to burn sage for a month or something. <laughs> yes. Well, my question is, is what, that building is going to have to be torn down. I mean, there's no way they're going to be able to fix that, is there? You really think it has to be torn down? I mean, it was like the House of Usher with the crack down the middle of it. Hmm. It was like that Doctor Who show, like, when they had the crack and it, it couldn't be fixed, you know, with yes. the wrist. Except yeah, you just, just got to tear it down. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Alex and Maggie break back into the DEO to get uh, control of the cannon. I want a whole show of just Alex and Maggie, like a Tango and Cash type show where they get into adventures together every it, week. It is so. funny that you say that because around that same moment, I thought, I hope that if Supergirl survives or not on, on the air, that they have a spinoff of like a Cagney and Lacey of those two. Uh, that would be great. I, I would watch that. Um, the Luthors and the Cyborg escape and disable the projector. They think they're leaving Supergirl and mon to die. But Supergirl knew she was going to double cross, so she has a remote or something and is able to send Monel to safety. This is another part. This is something I didn't understand. She knows her sister has some kind of atomizing cannon focused on her, is waiting for her to get the hell out of there. Why the hell would she go talk to Rhea? Okay. This was the. You see what I'm saying? She, she needs to stand up on her soapbox and try and turn her good because she needs to save her because she has to save everybody jim even though they're evil bastages that come and want to take over the world she knows um, her sister is there naive, with her finger on the trigger naive she's our moral compass and we are all jaded horrible pieces of sight i can accept that as an answer all right <laughs> the um Monel is gets gets sent to safety. Supergirl goes to confront Rhea, but it turns out Rhea is taking control of Superman. She has the the cannon sabotage somehow and is able to destroy that, and then she sticks Superman out on Kara, and that's the way the episode ends with Superman trying to kick Kara's butt. And as soon as I said earlier in the episode, oh, Superman hasn't gotten in touch with us. Blah, 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 I'm like, yeah, something like something's gonna happen with him. So, yeah. So that was Resist, the 21st episode of the season. What'd you think? I think it had a lot of hokey moments, but as as a cohesive story that's leading up to the finale, I would give it a B-, minus. I think. I mean, there was some good moments. It was good to see Cat back. It 
I mean, we didn't, you know, need her volley of speeches, I don't think, necessarily. But still, um, like you said, the, the moment where she recognized uh, James was pretty funny. But uh, maybe that'll teach him to go and make, like, a non-stupid-looking helmet. And then he can go to another universe and talk to his friend Diggle about stupid helmets. So Next time they have a crossover, they could like, compare helmet notes. Maybe they get one of those, uh, okay, like, so da- B, and I did think the cat speeches were so much overkill. Like, yes, we get it. You could afford to bring Callista Flockhart back for one episode. You want to use her as much as possible. But she was so, so over the top at every single juncture. I mean, like, really, we need to hear your Tierra fashion advice to the psychotic person that's trying to overthrow our entire freaking planet? Do right. we, for real, though? <laughs> for real, for real. Oh my god! And then I did kind of squee when when um Maggie and Kara had that moment where she's like, "I'll be faster than a speeding bullet." I didn't want to like that, and I totally did like that. Oh, you mean when she could, good, yeah. with Alex when she uh, hugs her goodbye before yeah, the mission? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm like, that's so dumb. Why am I smiling? So, and I, I, I liked having, I really like having the president, the president right now, especially with all the Wonder Woman hype going on, and yep. it just seems so apropos, and the transformation scene, and then Kat saying, you know, the, okay, the president is an E.T., that kind of thing. So cute. So, B. I give it a B. As well, and uh, I, I love Linda Carter. I have since I was like nine years old, back when I saw her on Wonder Woman. I didn't know why I liked her so much, but I knew that I liked Ditto. her very much. Um, so I'm I'm probably biased. The Cat Grant speeches were a bit much. They're a little little. I mean, if they just limited it to maybe one or two, that would have been cool. But like like I said, Diggle is probably like giving her the golf clap after this episode. There's so many. Um, uh, you know, uh, speeches. And I'm going to put aside the whole thing that, you know, the whole like thing here that Monel is causing an entire intergalactic war. Uh, <laughs> so put, put that aside and just, just go with the flow. Um, I liked the little moments of this episode and I thought it was a good lead up to obviously Supergirl putting a beat down on Rhea next episode. So let us move on to the, the ham of got. <laughs> You've just stolen my, my gimmick, haven't you? The, the ham of God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the ham of... No, I enha- didn't steal it, just enhanced it. I'm not Carlos Mencia. Okay. This episode 18 of uh, season three. Uh, Light the Wick, it's called. And uh, starts out with uh, Ivy tracking down Selena and finding her in the hospital. And using her plants to like heal her injuries... Now, can I ask a question here? Like, the original Poison Ivy was like a chemist, right? Like, Pamela Isley, back in the time. Botanist, wasn't she? Yeah, botanist, right. botanist, botanist, biochemist, right. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, in this case, she obviously can't, I mean. How is she maybe. able to make plants that cause someone who's, like, on the edge of death to, like, come back to life? We don't know yet. Maybe that's something we're going to learn. It's because yeah, magic? Mm-hmm. Or she's somehow part plant because of all her weird exposure yeah I mean, they they really that touch virus thing they're leaning on that a lot especially in this episode um 
eventually Selena recovers and she's headed over to Wayne Man- Manor intent on killing the doppelganger that pushed her out the window. I'll blame her. Yeah, who who know, who would blame her? Um, Lee is digging into Frank's death as a homicide and attempts to have Gordon questioned, but then she suspects that Bullock and Fox are helping Gordon, and then she ends up resigning from the Gotham State oh, Police Department. I met him this weekend too, Frank. Did you really? Yeah, he was. You met James Remar? Yep. Oh, dude. Forget forget Frank Gordon. He was in The Warriors, man. He's been in so many movies. Hello. Oh, my gosh. So many movies. He was in Sex and the City. Yeah. He was was either the Sex or the City. I can't remember. Which one was he? Dark Passenger. That come on. Yeah, he's been in a lot (laughs) of things. He did raise Dexter. He did raise Dexter. Yes. I, I will say this, you know, between Frank Whaley and Lily Taylor and, like, B.D. Wong, they really have a good good eye for character actors on this show. He also yeah. played Chloe's dad in Lucifer. Wasn't that him? Wasn't he the cop that got killed? I don't know. For some reason, that's what I'm remembering, but maybe not. I mean, you're like a savant, so I'll just go ahead and side with your superior. Why don't one of you look on the internet, interwebs there while I'm doing the rest of the uh, thing here. Um, Find out. I'm just saying. Let me look that up on it for you. There's this, there's, by the way, there's a new website, it's called um, LM, uh, let's see, let me, LMGT, uh, FY, it stands for, let me Google that for you. Like all these Um, people ask these questions. I get points. No, you're living in the dark ages, sir. I don't okay. Google. You okay. use Sorry. Bing? Wow. What kind of monster are you? Hi, I get I think, Amazon credits. You're like, the I one. Think, you're think, the one person using it. How much credit do you get? Um, I get $5 Amazon credits about twice a month for my Bing searches. Wow. Thank you. And I things on the Amazon. This episode, of the DC, Amazon. this episode of the DC TV podcast brought to you by Bing. Bing, the searchers are the page you just search. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Thanks for that spon- That's our second sponsor of the episode. It is. Uh, um, they have uh, the Court of Owls is holding Doctor Hugo Strange, and he returns this episode. Hooray! BD Wong is always welcome. Um, Gordon discovers that the Court of Owls has weaponized the Tech Virus, and they want to release it onto Gotham. And he discreetly works at, uh, with Oswald. To prevent a group of socialites from being hurt. Um, yeah, the scene yeah. where they had the guy in the giant tube and they hit the hit him with the Tetra virus, uh, the red gas or whatever. And he like pukes on the. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty pretty gross. Anyway. I, I I do agree with you about they're kind of playing out the Tetra virus thing, but I do think that uh, what they were doing with it this episode was pretty interesting what their plan was well the way they were able to get a hold of the touch virus to begin with is by um captain barnes tries to escape from arkham right the sex executioner um wants to get (laughs) you guys don't know that song by guar sex executioner no oh Oh, i know that's that's about it sorry excuse me anyway um barnes like break tries to break out of arkham asylum but gets waylaid by the court's uh talon I, I'm just gonna call him Talon. We, they don't. They don't, never say who he is. But, oh, but he's able to like uh, shoot him up with a, a sedative, and he wakes up and he's strapped to a table, and the court of owls is extracting his blood for um 
uh, to get the Tetch virus. Later, Catherine orders him to kill Gordon after she figures out that Gordon is a traitor. Meanwhile, in Tibet somewhere, Bruce <laughs> manages to overcome his rage during training, and the shaman deems him ready to return to Gotham and embrace his power. Now, does anybody else, when watching that, that's every scene that, that, uh, uh that's Raza Ghoul, right? Yes, that's what it seems oh, like, yes. So, that he looks, he looks like our, our current Attorney General of the United States, and I just can't take him seriously when I'm trying to watch these scenes. Mm. I don't know, it just drives me nuts. But I do like, I like these scenes with Bruce doing this. See, I mean, you can see the seeds so, being planted. I don't, know? I don't know if he's uh, supposed to be Ray Shalgula because he really. All right, I'm getting an echo again. Is everybody, everybody turned up or whatever? Okay. Um, okay. I think the, the the shaman is more like the the Court of Owls, um, you know, trainer, not the League of Assassins trainer. You know what I mean? Like he's probably the one who trained the Talon. And that's probably what they're trying to groom Bruce for, is to be the new talent, right. I would imagine. Um, so, it's, I mean, I guess you think, you know, you get a parallel with uh, Rachel Gould, but I don't know. Uh, we also, Cobblepot gets taken by the Court of Owls, thrown into the same holding facility as Edward Enigma. Ed. Buddy. Pow. Chum. A lot of pieces moving around in the Gotham board this week. That's about it. Yeah, I like this episode. Um, I I think you mentioned it last week, Jim, about how uh, season one was just so difficult to get through and just not knowing what it was and everything else, and then they've just really amped it up going into season two. And now this, I mean, I, I, I think there's been very few moments that I've disliked things uh, this season. I think for the most part, Gotham has been pretty solid. So I enjoyed it. This episode, I, I give it probably a B. Miss Jerry. Um, B plus. I was really, I'm going to sound like a total film nerd here, but the My Son scene <laughs> was really on point. Like, there were some tableaus that just were really stunning. And yeah. I know they're doing the yeah. whole, like, Burton-esque and the, the darkness, yeah. but, I mean, just really, like, color saturation and really just breathtaking scenes and they, I love they do like honest to god they do honest to god cinematography in like every episode now like, like, oh yeah exactly. I, I mean there are scenes I can remember that they've done like even last episode the scene of Selena after she fell when it was kind of like from the she sits yeah. in the window and then you're kind of slowly looking at her close and yeah and the textures like the rainfall and the the, the gloom it's it's beautiful yeah, it it's really just, is Beautiful. By the way, that shaman. the way, that shaman's name is uh, Raymond J. Barry, that actor, and this dude uh, has been in a ton of stuff, including. Oh yeah. Uh, born on, he was in Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Uh, which you know, uh, I'm trying. To, uh, he was in Cool Runnings. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. I know. Cool Runnings. That's a, that's a I know. Reference. I know. That's nice. 
He's also in Dead, um, Man, Dead Man Walking. He's been in a bunch of movies like over the years and stuff. Thanks. So. Um, I searched uh, Chloe's dad, and I came up with him being played by Chris Payne Gilbert. Yeah. Oh. Well, I IMDb James Remar, and he didn't have it in his credits. So. Yeah. No, so it's, yeah. it's Chris Payne Gilbert. Gilbert. Sorry, Chris Gilbert. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm just remember him as Dexter's dad when he was in the police uniform. Maybe that's what's in my head. I don't know. Hmm. Um, don't make me sing cranberries. What's in your head? Please don't. <laughs> Sorry. Please don't. Please don't. This is like I telling my six don't. year old. This is like my telling my six year old something. Please don't. Please don't. I that, say like twenty that's times. My Please don't. Please don't. Oh really? Please. Mine's Allison yeah, oh, no, by Elvis Costello. Oh, and I kill. But I give this kill. episode uh, a B as well. It, it seemed like a lot of cool things coming into play. Obviously, the big thing, the big MacGuffin setting up for this season finale in a few episodes is coming up with this, uh, you know, weaponized deal of the Tetch virus. I like how they had the little, I liked how, I really liked the way that, like you were t- you say about the Mies on, on center or whatever, like the, um, the, exactly. the, the part where Barnes is breaking out. Like that, yes. it's all done in that kind of misty rain look, Beautiful. and like very Beautiful. blue, all blue and gray. And then you get to hear Jervis Tetch like looking through his bars, like watching it all, kind of giving you a play by play in his little like rhyming couplets. I thought that was really well done. So. What I love about film, like like this, just attention to frame by frame detail. It's beautiful. I love it. Okay, and on to Lucifer. The Fur of Lucy. Episode 16. God Johnson. Not God's Johnson, Rich. Like you okay. know me earlier in the week. It's not God's Johnson. It's God Johnson. Okay. Um, this uh, starts out with Lucifer is working a new case with Chloe, uh, investigating the murder of an orderly at a mental institution. But while they're there... Uh, the first suspect they come across is a patient who calls himself God Johnson. And he ends up being immune to Lucifer's powers. And when he's talking to him, he calls him Samael. Uh-huh. Which, which was his, uh, uh-huh. you know, angel, that was his angel name. Right? Um, Ella identifies him as Earl Johnson, a wealthy businessman who was committed after giving away all of his money. Uh, Lucifer pretends to be insane and gets himself committed. Uh, this is taken right from a Law and Order Criminal Intent episode. Uh, Vincent it was clumsy, Wasn't it clumsy the way he got himself committed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Aren't you, like, crafty? I don't know crafty is maybe Satan. <laughs> You'd think Satan would be a little craftier than that, yeah. Uh, but no. Okay. <laughs> um, he sees Johnson heal a bleeding woman that would have been the killer's second victim. And Lucifer believes that God has come to Earth. And now uh, he confronts his father and learns that he has no log- knowledge of Charlotte escaping hell. Uh, he and Linda break him out of the asylum and set up a surprise date between him and Charlotte. And uh, also in this episode, uh, Amendiel reveals to Maze that Lucifer is returning to heaven and leaving her behind. Uh, God and Charlotte begin to reconcile, but then Chloe arrives and takes him and Lucifer back to the hospital. Uh, the real killer, the real killer, one of the nurses, abducts them, and Lucifer discovers that Earl's belt buckle is part of Azrael's dagger, and that God possessed Earl while he was wearing the belt in order to talk to Lucifer. 
Uh, realizing that his father could never be kind to him, Lucifer's hatred for God becomes even stronger. I don't think that God possessed him. I just think it gave him God's power. Hmm. Because he didn't remember anything else. That's why he didn't really remember. Well, that would make me think that remember. God... That would make me think that God possessed him and then left his body and he didn't remember anything they talked about. Oh, yeah, about. yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. What's their role name? I'm wondering if that was like a nods up to like uh, Saving Grace. Is that the Holly Hunter show, you know what I'm talking about? TV show where she was... I never watched it. Well, th there was an angel that was guiding her and his name was Earl. <laughs> he was like... Just some random redneck that happened to be possessed by a spirit of an angel. So it kind of reminded me of that. Now, what what's the Emmy, or the, the forensic tech's name? Ella, Ella. Ella. The scene with her and talking, <laughs> and talking to Chloe about, what if God is one of us? Oh my God, Chubb, Chubb. I wrote a song about that. Do you want to hear it? Oh, please. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, Jim is great. Yeah, yeah, Jim is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if Jim were one of us? Hey, wait a minute, I am one of you. Just slob like one of us. I'm totally one of us. Strength are on the bus. Trying to make his way back home With no one calling on the phone Except maybe Daryl or Chubtoe <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Another musical rendition. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> totally exclusive. Only the hottest takes, most exclusive musical numbers, and dankest memes. That's what we're known for. So get, those, get those dank memes rolling. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna say that guy that played God, which I do love that actor from Supernatural, because he, yeah. he played Kane on it. He's yep. no Alanis Morissette, so. No, but he's I, he's been in a lot of things, and I, I really liked him. But I liked him he in Supernatural. Stuff. Yeah. He's no Sir. He, he's, he's no Sir Ralph Richardson either. That's my favorite, right. okay. my favorite God in the movies. <laughs> nice. Okay. Fair enough. No, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, he's, 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 I'm sorry. He's, it's kind of a cliche to have Morgan Freeman as God. Come on, man. With your Morgan Freeman. That's too easy. That's the exactly. easy way out. Exactly. It's too easy. No, like, Come on. But I give this episode an A- because they actually moved along the main plot. I didn't really care about the procedural this time. But I did like the God and... Uh, Charlotte date and I liked uh, you know the fact that God is actually in the show kind of now in a weird way and uh, yeah. they had Linda in the show a lot more this episode so I thought that was cool um, so yeah oh and Maze looked really cute in that kiss the cook uh, apron at the beginning oh my gosh uh, something about so a woman in an apron just, just does it for me oh I think it's because I work in the in, kitchen um, you know and when Lucifer calls his dad a dick he's like I don't know if you know my dad but he's kind of a dick <laughs> That's kind of awesome. When Lucifer like calls his dad or God or not God Earl on his plan, <laughs> it's like he's like, "Really, you gonna play the free will card?" It's oh my, it was so like snarky. I really like this episode for this for this show. I wanted this to be an A, and then Mace trying to help like Chloe hook up. 
come on, that was adorable. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> Everything about this episode was great. I loved this episode, probably my favorite of this season. Uh, and I give it an A+. Plus. I mean, this was top-notch Lucifer right here. I love yeah. this episode. You know, we've been saying all, all since this, you know, from Jump, the more they concentrate on the actual, like, mythology, quote-unquote, storyline, you know what I mean, yep. with the god yeah. and the goddess and all that, the more interesting this show is, you know? Right. And this yeah. one, the, the procedural played right into the main storyline, so that main storyline was able to shine, and I think that's why we both, like, we all, all three of us like the episode so much. So, we did. I agree. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to The Flash. And boy, do I have a theory for this, my friends. Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. Do you want to talk about it first off, or do you want to wait till the end of the episode to talk about it? Guys? I uh, just, well, I, now that you brought it up, I'm... Well, okay, and plus I meant it while... And you know what? I owe I owe a couple people in our um, our thread, too, that, that I told them about this, because I mentioned it, and I, I told them I, was, I would spill it on the, um, the podcast this week. Um, my theory is that that's not Iris. I have the same thing. And I'm going to throw this out here because remember how Barry is able to use that hologram thing to make himself look like Lila? Yep. In this episode? Why couldn't he throw that around Jesse Quick? Oh. Who would, you know, could be already, could have already been waiting on Earth 2 in case he found out where, where, you know, they were holding Iris. Took, you know, Jesse Quick in that hologram thing. She gets stabbed. She has the super speed uh, metabolism. She will heal quickly. And be okay, probably. You know, as opposed to Iris being a normal person and being, you know, well, run through. So my theory is it's Jesse Quick or a time remnant of Iris. But I don't think it's a real that's Iris. That's what I thought. Well, I mean, I was along the same lines that, that that's probably not Iris. And the only thing I came up with, too, was the maybe Barry figured out a way to make a time remnant of her. But I don't know how that would work. So my only theory is it's not her. I just don't know the other piece of it of what it is. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have a theory, but it has nothing to do with either one of those, and it's not actually my theory, but because I try to suspend all... I used to like be really miserable because I'd like guess the twist or turn to every fictional property I ever watched, and it got kind of sad because I knew how it was, everything was going to end. Okay. So this isn't my theory, but it is a friend of mine's theory. Okay. And... He thinks the way they're endearing us to to HR that he's going to sacrifice himself. That there's going to be some moment where he's going to die, and it's going to be all for his friends. Like he's not quite fitting right. in. He still feels like a third wheel. And he well, they have that. Well, they have that part in this episode where he like after he screws up, right? Yep. And uh, yeah. and and ends up uh, you know he, he screws up and and you know he ends up telling Savitar exactly where they're keeping Iris. That he's like, he's like all, he's like, oh, I'm a useless, I'm, you know, I'm not part of the team, yeah. you know, he's all, and Cisco tries to talk him down, but like, nope. Right. Yeah. So, so I see what like, you're is saying. He setting, is he setting us, are we being set up to like deal with the loss of him again? Well, now, that after yeah. again. Now, I didn't think that as far as he's doing a sacrifice. I just thought the way they, the oh, last couple up. episodes okay. played out. I'm like, I think they're going to kill off HR. I just didn't okay. equate it to to that, Noble but that's very, that's quite possible. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're on record. Write this down. Right. And we'll all be totally wrong like we were about who Savitar was, probably. So. Right. Maybe. Same, same <laughs> well, deal. Well, Daryl, 
Daryl was kind of right. Well, kind of. no, he said he said it was Ronnie Raymond. Wait, no, you, you and him both I said it. Called it. No, yeah, I no. no. Look, go back and listen. No, go back and listen. No, I'm just yeah. saying you somebody and, said it's Barry. I just and, can't remember who you, it was. I thought it was Daryl, but maybe it was you. I don't know. I'm just saying somebody said it was Barry. For so the record, just to, so we have this down, okay? Because I went back and listened to it after it happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Daryl and Rich both predicted it was Ronnie Raymond. Yep. Jerry I predicted it was Jay Garrick. Yep. The, the real Jay Garrick, the yep. you know, John Wesley ship Jay Garrick. Yep. And I said it was Barry from the future, but I didn't know how. Yeah. I didn't think I. At one point, I thought it was Barry, but I was like, why would he ever, ever, ever right. kill Iris? Right. That was, that. And I said, when I said that, I'm like, the one thing that keeps me from thinking that is that he would never kill Iris. But exactly. I guess I'm wrong. Um, we have about 24 hours left before Iris dies. Uh, Team Flash learns there's only one energy source that can power their Speed Force Bazooka. Uh, it's a sal- salvage dominator tech and it's held at Argus. Uh, Barry and Cisco go to ask Lila for it, but she refuses because of her mistrust of Barry due to Flashpoint. Which was kind of weird. I mean, I don't know I why she would. Ca- I don't know why she would care if her kid was a boy or a girl. They would love them just the same, right? Not just that, but I thought that we were one big happy superhero family, like Mini League of Justice, you know. What? What? Why would she not help him? That just didn't make sense to me. Because you know Diggle would be instantly, come mm-hmm. on, we have to help. Mm-hmm. Totally. I was surprised at that, too, but it does make for an interesting episode because... Barry needs the help of a master thief. So who does he go to? Leonard oh. Snart. Right. Uh, that Cap- was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Except for going back in time again, Barry. Yeah, I know. He's in that timeline. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to bleep that out. His hey, dialogue. Uh, his dialogue in this episode is golden. All of his dialogue, just all of it. He's always so. Wentworth Miller is always good. I'm re- I'm watching Prison Break now, and I never watched it before. But no, and it's, but that's such a departure. Like Prison Break, he yeah. Under- I, I never watched mm-hmm. it. And he's it's oh a very God. different. It's a very different character than than Snart for sure. It's Snart, so Snart is yeah, and Snart's so like the opposite. He's like the soul of confidence, you know. It is. So he it's grabs amazing. he grabs Snart from when he was traveling with the Legends. And he recruits them to break into Argus and steal a device. And then, I love the scene with Snart. He's like, first, create, create the plan. Second, execute yep. the plan. Third, yes. expect things to go uh, go in the shitter. Fourth, throw away the plan. <laughs> I wrote all of that down. Oh, my yep. gosh. That's awesome. That was very, yeah, that was that, very that's useful. That's the new code in which I live by now. No doubt. That's all you need. I'm going to really. get that tattooed somewhere. Wait, um, I've ran out of room. Never mind. <laughs> So Snart and Barry go into Argus, and in the process, Argus agents, and they uh, they are able to get in all the way into Argus, and then find there's a their power dampener, so Barry can't use his powers. They get to where the MacGuffin is, and King Shark is in there for some reason. Because <laughs> you know we 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 lock all of our like alien uh, power sources in with our mutated shark dudes uh, in Land the same shark. room. Yeah, it was a land shark because uh, Cold ends up throwing like the the core. From his uh, a gun into the room and gassing the room and putting the shark to sleep, and because yeah. he watches Shark Week, he knows stuff about sharks. Oh. That was great. I was like, I was like, totally wait. legitimate, totally legitimate. And then later, later they're in the room and they're like tiptoeing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're what? just gonna 
assume that properties that apply to regular, like, Earth-based sharks are going to apply to this mutated king shark. That was hilarious. The the best part, though, was um, that when they were walking through that dry ice or whatever, and they couldn't quite see where his body was, and he was knocked out. He's like, how long do you think he'll be out? And Snart's like, I watch Shark Week. I'm not a marine biologist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was but he awesome. sounds so authoritative. That was but he awesome. sounds so authoritative. He's like, do you want to kill? Do you want to show everybody that you're a badass and kill him, or do you want to like follow science and put him out? Or <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. What do we want to do? The, the fin out of the fog was really cool. <laughs> or the part where they uh, they roll out of there and he does the Indiana Jones roll. At first, he yeah. can't, Snart's not locked in. Snart is locked in there, and there's a point where Barry could have left him, but he didn't. He like helps Snart get out of there. Good. And he says, don't look behind you. And Snart turns around. And, of course, King Shark is like right there. He does the Indiana Jones roll under the door. King Shark puts his hand out and gets it cut off as he puts the door back down. And as soon as they get out, there's Lila. And he grows his hand. And the hand grows right back thanks to the magic of CGI. You know, the other thing, too, is I don't know how Barry's asking him about how long he would be out. I mean, Barry is a forensic scientist. And anything, <laughs> anything that CSI taught me is that forensic scientists know all aspects of science. He should have known. <laughs> no doubt, man. And if there's anything that Seven taught me, it's that Morgan Freeman knows not only forensic, but literature and um, obscure... Right? <laughs> Oh, and don't forget Grissom knowing everything there is to know about insects on, on CSI. Because, well, yeah, you know everything there is to know about it, every insect in the universe. All entomologists know all that stuff. I mean, of course. Hello. Uh, I, I saw Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Yeah. Do you like cheeseburgers, Agent Starling? Hello, Caris. Oh, come on. Everybody knows that bad. quote. Mm. I'd go go with the more obscure quote, you know. Was she a big old girl? You know, stuff like that, you know. Or I'm gonna hurt your dog real bad, Mister. You know, yeah. everybody know, everybody knows put lotion on your skin. Put lotion on your skin. That's played out. That's played out, dude. Like when she asks if she can help him with the the couch into the back of the room, he's like, Would you? Would you? Would you? <laughs> or talk. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. So Lila oh. seeing the kindness in Barry's actions allows Barry to take the device. She could have done that to begin with and would have saved them all this trouble and guys getting beat up or whatnot. What? That is not sounding fun. Come on, Lila. Uh, I... Snart advises Barry to use the goodness in him to defeat Savitar. He says that's his real superpower. And that's the same thing Joe told him in season one. I'm sorry. I heard him say that. And I'm like, dude, come on. Uh, Trace, but it's true, Jim, it's I true. I know, the power of goodness, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, Tra Tracy, Tracy actually joins the team by learning Barry's secret identity, as if not, you know, as if everybody didn't already know it, right? Um, Cisco vibes about his battle with Killer Frost and leaves to go fight her. And then now Savitar um, tricks HR into telling him exactly where they're keeping Iris, which is on Earth 2. And Wally's waiting there to fight him, and Wally gets his leg broken by Savitar in a fight. Which, I'm thinking, dude's in a giant thing of armor, and you're just going to punch on it? Why wouldn't you think right. to bring you know, something else to hit him with? I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, that kind of that bothered me a little bit. And then he crunched Wally's legs. 
Wally is all like, oh, I failed you, I failed you, Barry. But Barry's like, it's cool, dude, I, whatever. Um, they get to Infantino Street where the big show, you know, the big thing where uh, Iris is supposed to die, is supposed to happen. Barry uses a Speed Fork bazooka on Savitar, but nothing happens because Savitar is using the Philosopher's Stone. Because Flash forgot that he sent in the Speed Force with him earlier in the season. I didn't forget. Neither, Neither did, did Savitar. <laughs> Come on. And then we get this touching little thing where Savitar kills Iris and escapes, and where Iris is reading uh, into, I guess, her, her webcam or whatever, that she you know marries Barry and takes him to be her husband or whatever. Well, she dies in slow motion with the CW song in the background. That CW song, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Four, three, two, oh my god. One. I'm going fast. Look, shut up, Feist. Get out of here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's the where's the old school dust in the wind? Back in my day, we had songs that made you lament death and helped you grieve fictional characters, and it was yeah. good. Seasons in the Sun. <laughs> uh, Blue Oyster Cult, they made their career on that kind of music. Oh my gosh! I saw that that um the one about Furman. You know what I'm talking about? The something number or the the it wasn't documentary. It was a a movie. I think it was like a Netflix movie, but it was like Mark Furman was the detective that reopened the Kennedy case. That this one girl died, and they did the. I have no idea what you're talking about. Me neither. But we were oh, talking about. We were, I don't find hey, this. hey, look over there. There's a tra- there's a track. Over there, see? Let's get over there on the track. What do you say? Let's do it. Um, all aboard. Come on, everybody, everybody, let's get on the track together. Let's. So that was Infantino Street, by the way. And I'm on. Okay, Petticoat Junction. Just pump it back about 20%, okay? Oh, my God, I'm Jerry Joe. How did you know? Oh, man. I I have a story to tell you when we're done with this podcast. Anywho, uh, Infantino Street. Uh, episode 22, that was The Flash, and uh, it was written by Andrew Kreisberg, one of the producers of the show. He had the story. Uh, I give this a, a B plus. I enjoyed the snart stuff a lot. I enjoyed that character quite a bit, and I enjoyed what with Miller in general. Uh, I, the Lila thing kind of was like, why didn't you just help him out to begin with, you know? And then the HR thing was like, oh, God, is he really that stupid? But he kind of is really that stupid, so... Um, the only, like I said, the only, th- the only thing that really bothered me was that Wally's, uh, you know, trying to, he, he knows he's going against this armored guy and he'd go against him barehanded. I just didn't get that at all. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. to me, it was, it was kind of predictable. I feel like I've seen this, uh, death of Iris come in all season long. It was, well, you actually have cause you oh, yeah, oh, yeah, saw it, remember? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you have seen it coming all season long, so it's no wonder you feel that way. Oh, um, I'm just glad we got to this moment, finally, because it was getting a bit played out. Again, we've talked about this many times before, but just 22, 23 episode seasons of stuff now just seem to be really dragging out. And uh, but overall, I really I I liked a lot about this episode, though. The whole team up with Snart thing was cool, but at the same time, I'm just, I, I, I mean, they mentioned it in the show itself, but it's still like, Barry, when are you going to stop messing with time to fix the mistakes that were made by you messing with 
time. But he went, look, to be fair, he went to the legends and they are like the ones that have been messing with time back, forth, left, right? and center. So just him borrowing Snart for an afternoon really isn't going to mess anything up. Considering they're making, they're making, well, 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 can I finish a sentence, please? Yes. Considering they're bringing, you know, their, um, they're dinosaurs into uh, um, you know modern day Los Angeles and stuff. I think it's you know that's that's more predicate than him borrowing him you know Snart for an afternoon. Okay, so but Snart almost died. Almost. Right. Almost. But overall, I, I give Look it at a this timeline. This is a good timeline. It's a perfectly good timeline. You know what? I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> Like I said, Barry Allen. Le- I mean, as much as Barry Allen messes with timelines, the legends are like, you know, F your couch with the timeline. You know what Rip? I mean? They're oh like, Rick, they are Rick James. They are Rick James with the muddy boots on the timeline. You know what I mean? <laughs> no couch. F it. Exactly. That's your, that couch is your timeline? Well, F I your couch. That's oh, how right. the legends are. I mean, so. I don't know. I don't, I'm just, I'm just hoping. I mean, they said they're going to take a little more of a straight-ahead approach next season. They're not going to have a speedster villain, and they're not going to deal with time travel. And frankly, I'll be glad because they kind of played it out, and this has been a long season of, of well, nothing. Like but you mentioned, I think I mentioned it too last week. It's just we want Happy Barry back. Mm-hmm. We were addicted to Happy Barry. Happy Barry, Happy Barry, Happy. We, we, we have Brooding Arrow. We don't need Brooding Barry. Right. We have brooding Diggle. Yeah, we man. have brooding Lance. We totally. have some brooders. Okay, I mean James is broody already. Speaking of which, Come on Arrow this week, the episode oh twenty-two God. missing. Like that's um, That was the most broody birthday party ever. First of all, Gotham broody is hell. Right. Okay? It is. You're right. <laughs> oh, that in there. No doubt. We have an episode. Yeah, okay, well, let me. Supposed to be. Can I? Can I? Let me. Let me bring this. Let me bring this into uh, Arrow real quick. You ready? Who in their right mind thinks it's a good idea to have a surprise party for someone whose life is constantly threatened and in danger? Wait, me! Okay, well, I guess Curtis is going to hit the ground for your poor judgment because... <laughs> um, Curtis I've... needs to fall back. Oh, okay? man, are you kidding me? He was... With his terrific butt. Oh, yeah. With his pseudo-terrific butt, okay? God. <laughs> he has a terrific butt? I didn't even notice. I said pseudo. No, I said pseudo terrific. Because ain't nothing terrific about Curtis, okay? No. Maybe, well, his balls are pretty terrific. Spheres, you mean? You mean spheres? Spheres, yes. Yes, spheres. Okay, okay, just checking. Just okay. checking. Yeah. Smooth. We're trying to adult here, Jim. Pull it in. <laughs> what if Jim was one? That's quite catchy, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I just so got to something. I'm so glad of that, <laughs> So, yeah, it's the broodiest birthday party ever for Oliver. They're all supposed to be celebrating oh. their big win over Chase because Chase is locked up, right? So, you know, they want oh. Let's eat some cake and chill out, right? But soon after the party, Renee, Dinah, and Curtis are all ca- kidnapped by Chase's outside team, which turns out to be, uh, you know, League of Assassins since he's aligned himself with Talia. Yeah. Um, realizing that Chase is picking them off after Thea and Quentin are kidnapped by Black Siren and Evelyn, well, Oliver accepts Malcolm Merlin's aid to help him kidnap of Chase. Of course you do, because that's the first guy you call when you need help. Right? Hey, hey, buddy. Call everybody. Hey, buddy who's trying to kill, and kill us all several times over. What's up? Mm-hmm. How you doing? 
Uh, turns out Chase reveals that he has kidnapped William, and Oliver is forced to let him go free. I'm just like, man, you, he played Oliver into getting him out of jail. You know? Oliver and Merlin, and they were shooting arrows at cops. At cops and correctional officers, man. I mean, there was that little line where Merlin's like, you know, this would be a lot easier if we could just kill them, you know. But still, <laughs> but still, I mean, you know, an arrow to your shoulder, that's not you know, a small thing. But, I mean, he's like, taking all these cops and stuff. I'm just like, dude, really? The thing I thought right then was, I'm like, that arrow is very close to a major artery. And, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I know that they're pretty precise with their arrows, but yeah. you're... It's a bit risky, buddy. I feel like the plot, like the major flaw, or the if you're an English major, like some of us used to be, the major flaw in some of these properties is free will. In some of these properties is the willingness to to end life, which is this one. Like they're all, they all have their little flaws. Like we're supposed to, we're supposed, and then we can't mess with the timeline. Yeah. So it's one of those, with, there's one of those three with all these episodes. So if we want to pick it apart, it could always be one of those three. Uh, yeah, so he has William kidnapped somewhere. Uh, they lock, uh, there, there's this little scene with Black Siren and Quentin. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh, my, my Laurel would be a lot smarter than that. Blah, 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 you know. I'm like, yeah, maybe uh. you don't want to threaten the psychotic lady with the sonic scream. Maybe you shouldn't threaten her, Mr. Non-Superhero Dude. <laughs> um, Maybe. Oliver frees him, basically lets him go free. Uh, Felicity and Diggle are also kidnapped by Talia in the League of Assassins. And uh, Oliver looks for more help, and he recruits Nissa Al Ghul to help him fight Chase's army. Yeah, so, hello, Katrina Law, my future ex-wife. How are you? Anyway. Husband. <laughs> Love her. Husband. I know. When she calls him husband, I was like, Ooh, I'm a husband. <laughs> I'm not her okay. husband, but I like the way I'm she says that. Wait, wait. I'm going to call bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit. Okay. If we're going to call, if we're going to all lament the brooding aspect of all these male characters, is there anyone better than brooding, better at brooding than Talia Gold? Hmm. <laughs> I got to think now. Well, standard. Is there a double standard? I'm just asking. I don't asking. know, man. Jim Gordon pulls off a good brood. You know, okay, Jim Gordon is good. Jim Gordon saying, can I mean, brood, man. Gonna... He can totally brood with the best of them, you know. That's um, fair enough. Say, if you're going uh, to yeah. draw a brooding, she does brooding well. She does. But see, Gotham, they have like a brooding baton. It's just they pass it to each other scene to scene. It's there's, just, a, there's quite a bit of brooding. And Bruce it's, is it's a brooder a as well. But it and don't it forget works. brooding Barry, too. I mean, yeah. yeah, there is brooding Barry. Okay, I'm just saying Talia can brood with the best of them. A whole lot of brooding going on. Uh, they, they track a plane carrying Chase, and they realize that he is going back to Lian Yu. Ugh. It's great how this, uh, you know, China South Sea Island looks like Vancouver, but hey, that's cool. I am uh, so. I wish that island would sink. And so they keep going back and forth. It's like wow, that was such a that's hidden, such thing. a I'm hidden. Like, wait, I mean, I thought I was this like, was like wait. some long lost island in the middle of nowhere thing. This thing's like Grand Central freaking station for bad guys. What yeah. the hell? Worst, worst kept I secret: like, the wait, Arrow so Cave or the early I knew where the US. Now they're all there. Okay. 
Worst worst kept secret, uh, how to get into the Arrow Cave or where the end you is. Yep, uh, apparently like um, So once they get to uh, the island, uh, the uh, Chase locks all of uh, Team Arrow together with chains, has them sewn on the ground there in the forest, and then uh, him and Talia um, go off to wait for Oliver. And uh, Oliver, realizing he needs more help, he goes to visit Slade. Never seen what? Okay. <laughs> and that's the end, the end of the main episode. He has, he asks Slade for help. Uh, Manu Bennett is back as Slade, the Terminator. Uh, in the you reactivated f- everyone else. Thumbs up for me. Bring back everybody. I, I like this like dark team arrow he's putting together. Merlin. It's no, it's Stone Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. Uh, in the flashbacks. Kovar injects a drug into Oliver that forces him to almost shoot himself in the head. And he uh, has flashbacks. It must be some like really bad acid he gives him. But uh, he gets halluc- after he gets through hallucinations of you know, Yao Fei and Laurel, uh, he almost shoots himself, and Oliver eventually finds the strength to escape. Now, this is another reason why they need to get to the point of abandoning these flashbacks. Because, I mean, one, they're at that five-year mark. He needs to go home. They need to stop flashing back to this stuff. But on on top of that, just there's the drama, the the suspense of him. Is he going to shoot himself? Does not work because we know he doesn't, <laughs> or there wouldn't have ever been a show. So I, I just please just. Stop with the flashbacks. It's all I ask. We've been asking for that for a long time, Rich. Maybe someday they'll listen. I know. Hey, okay, wait. Okay, I'm going to go in defense of Rich here, and I know that's, like, unprecedented. But you guys, I know, just last week, you were saying, hey, if we're still going to have Lee, like, trying to investigate or naysaying everything that Jim does, either get her out of there or make her stop. What did they do? They got her out of there, right? Right. So he just completely called for an end for the flashbacks. Perhaps this is their chance to actually do away with the flashbacks, because you know what? Wait, are you saying I have some sort of power where I can make things change? I'm saying this podcast is powerful. I mean, we put this stuff out into the DC universe. Well, and I mean, I'm, with our tens and tens of listeners, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. We actually have hundreds. I mean, it's not unprecedented. There is a precedence. I'm just going, like, legally. Legally, there's a precedence. Okay? Okay, well, hopefully that'll work out for us, because the flashbacks suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is also the next to the last episode of The Big Showdown. It's called Leon Yu, and it's next week. Uh, I give this episode a B. I liked all the I liked him getting together all the uh, old school villains from Arrow over the years. You know, I like seeing Talia. I love seeing Nissa again. Oh, it's been, awesome. too, been too long. Oh yeah. And we've got a little bit of Dolph Lundgren in this episode, so it's cool. Yeah, I'll give it. I mean, I, for all the same reasons, and you know, there just was. Again, the flashback stuff really just bothers me, but I'll go B minus. Uh, it was not a bad episode. It just a few moments of 
regret that they had stuff in there. So, but B minus. I'm gonna go B plus just for nostalgia's sake. It, it felt like they were getting the band back together. <laughs> it felt like he was creating his own Suicide Squad. It felt like the outlaws were in effect, or the inmates were running the asylum. I kind of like that chaos. So B plus. Cool. Now we're adding just in time for iZombie. Woohoo! You're just in time for iZombie, Daryl. Mm-hmm. All right. And we will be uh, saying adieu to Sister Throw Punch, Jerry. So she will. She doesn't do the brains. No, I do not. So thanks for thanks for being on, Jerry, and uh, for your musical number earlier. I really appreciate that. Okay. I've never had Pleasure somebody was all write. yours. It was. I've all never yours. had anybody write a song with me in it, so that's that's pretty sweet. Thanks. It's because you're our god, Jim. Oh please, I wouldn't even wouldn't even begin to start uh, trying to get that job. All right. Thank you. And now joining us, Mr. Daryl Taylor, the godfather of podcasting. Hello, Daryl. Coming to us live from a mountain of spaghetti at John's on oh, 34th Street. I wish. Um, we just got done doing all the episodes. We also talked about the Black Lightning trailer. Uh, do you want to talk about that? I know you were, you had a lot of nice things to say about it on Facebook. Oh, God, it almost made me cry. I was so excited to see that trailer. I, I absolutely am all in on this. I loved, I loved how they did it. I loved the, to see, uh, the whole setup with him and, and being a, you know, a hero and fighting the 100. It's it, like, it's a lot of comic book stuff in this, uh, in that trailer, I mean, you know, all of that, him being a teacher, him quitting because his wife didn't want him to go out there and, and, and get hurt anymore. Uh, the two daughters and then one of the daughters, you know, their powers are manifesting. Um, and then him going back out there, you know, to fight again. Like I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so hyped for this, uh, for this TV show. If it gets canceled, I will be very upset. I will be very upset if it gets canceled. Man. Yeah. I, I, isn't it loosely based on the Daryl Taylor story? Oh, of course it is. You well, know, he's, I, he's, hey, he's Night Thrasher. He's not Black Lightning. Well, I, on the side, <laughs> I Black Lightning. No, no, no. I forgot he's Captain Bertrand. That's right. Well, that's, well, that's, Star Trek that's in the future. When I get shot in the future, that's different. That's right, he up, he's going to end up in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. That's, that's my Buck Roger time. I don't, I didn't get to that point yet. Did you want to talk about the other episodes this week? Like, just real quick, give us your uh, letter grades, maybe. Uh, Supergirl. Supergirl. I guess I'd give it a. Um, I, I guess I'd kind of give it like a, a maybe a C plus, B minus. Um, like I, I, I kind of I don't know the this uh, Daxamite thing just you know yeah just didn't it just didn't work for me too much like I liked uh, Cat being back and it was cr- it was cool seeing the president and all that yeah but, we're saying she gave so many inspirational speeches Diggle was on the side oh going God. like Bravo you know all right good job yeah, I'm gonna give you all the inspirational speeches since I wasn't on the, on the on the show all season I got them all written down I'm gonna give you all the the uh, the speeches in one episode uh, and she's gonna give her another one for next for the season finale she gets another one because it's even in the trailer that she gets another. Uh, 
uh, one of those speeches from her. So, um, but it's just like this whole Dexamite thing was just kind of, now that it just was, eh. I mean, it seemed like there were a lot, like Flash, there seemed to be a lot of wasted episodes, um, that they, I don't know, they could have done more with. I love the way she, you know, she plays Supergirl, you know, and I, I really like the team itself, except for Jimmy. He's really old. Like I don't, they don't know what to do with him, and it really is really a detriment. Yeah, it's a it's a detriment to to the whole thing of him not being just a a reporter anymore. Like him taking over Catco is a detriment to the character. They don't really know what to do with him. Um, so to make give him a reason, giving him this, you know, him being a vigilante, giving him a reason is totally taken away from the from the show. I think like he it's to the point now where when he's in the room with the rest of the gang, he doesn't even fit anymore. Like it, it just he seems the odd man out. Hmm. Um, so I I don't know, man. I hope for next season I find something else to do with him. Like I this whole vigilante thing, I was kind of hoping that he would get away from it. Well, when, from the way she's talking in this episode, it seems like Cat wants to come back. Cause she's like, you know, these free weights. Why are there free weights in my gym? It smells like, you know, right. down in here. She could, I know she don't want to move. Maybe she can Skype in each episode. I don't know. They could talk on the phone. She could give her speeches on the phone. I don't. I mean, you know. It's weird, though, because I always keep thinking that she knows who Supergirl really is. Yeah, and then they and then they remind us that nah, she doesn't know, or she's not going to admit that she knows. Like I really thought she knew the Kara was was Supergirl. Oh yeah, I thought so too. I just I, I just don't think she wants to admit it because it's kind of this unspoken thing, right? Right, just let it go, like Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Like yeah. I won't say anything. You you know, we'll pretend like I don't know. Wink, wink, type of thing. But I mean, more than that, I mean, I enjoyed. There were the strong points of. You know, Supergirl finding them, um, you know, like just seeing her, you know, rally, you know, just rally together. I liked, uh, I do like, uh, Lena's mother. Yeah. Cause she is ruthless and evil and she, she, de- she did everything I thought she would do, but I like that Kara learned from past mistakes and had a backup plan. Like she usually like her thing is to go head headlong into not into things and not really thinking them through all the time. Right. Uh, just thinking it'll work out. And I'm glad that because we've had these episodes previously where they pretty much she's learned that it doesn't work when, you know, it doesn't always work that way. And you should think before you jump in right. that she actually did. She, she thought of a plan. She worked it out. She talked to her group. They they got the plan together and it worked out for the most part until the swerve at the end. Right. But um, but I like that. I did like that she's learning. I do like a supergirl. You know, I do like when characters learn from previous uh, experiences, unlike Barry. Yeah. Um. So it worked for me. That for that. Uh, we did Gotham already. Yeah. Gotham. Listen, A plus. Yeah. We, we, we liked <laughs> like, it a lot. We liked it a lot too. Gotham gets an A plus. The whole setup with the owls. Uh, you know what? You know what's the worst thing to do, uh, uh, Jim? When you say that you're not going to tell anybody a secret, mm-hmm. 
and you don't even wait till you get into your car to call somebody so they could see you walk to you, get on the phone as you walk away. Right. You are the worst person to pretend <laughs> to hide a secret. Don't I won't you? tell nobody. And then as soon as you get outside, let me get on the phone and call and tell. I'm going to tell everybody. That was just the worst. But other than that, like, it was great to, like, the way they set it all up, the way they, um, the way the court of the, the, court of the owl, the way he had to fight Kato. Right. At the end, uh, I liked how they manipulated. He, he used the penguin to get him to come there. That was smart to, to, uh, it was like a rescue or distraction he needed to get something, you know, to save people. Right. Um, I like to set up with Bruce, you know, like how they're going to pretty much, you, you train him to be a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, he's going to stop just before he totally gives in, you know, he's not going to totally do that. But it did, he did have a Batman moment where he's like, you know, how did you feel when you beat that guy? And he, he was like, I felt nothing because that's Batman. You should not feel anger because right. you're going to, you know, when you start feeling anger, that stuff he would tell his wards. Like when you start feeling anger and hurting people, you, you cross a line. So you, anger you know, leads you, to hate. Hate leads uh, to fear. I heard fear that. To the dark side. I heard that somewhere. I can't remember where now. Yeah, I know. Right. And Seems so I, I do like those. I'd like where Bruce is going. Um, Yep. It's kind of cool to, to see that, you know, he's learning from all the, even quietly, he's learning from all these different teachers, all, you know, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing how far they take it, uh, for the last, for the late, the, the season finale, um, and what skills he'll learn from that. And then, you know, next, I'm even looking more forward to even seeing what happens next season with him, um, you know, what direction they take it in. And I, I have a feeling that uh, Jim is going to be a commissioner by next season. Hmm. Interesting. I think, I, I, I think by next season, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was say, I, I think we're all looking forward to that, but what things are you seeing right now that lead you to believe it will be next season? Because it, Just the way that Everything now, um, he hasn't really broken any rules. And uh, Bullock is just not leader. He's like, Bullock is, is holding the line. Everything is calm right now. Right. But Bullock doesn't want this job. He does not want this job at all. And I think that because uh, Jim hasn't gotten in trouble with the law, you know, like usually that's his thing. Like that's that's what kept him from being promoted. Now, well, I don't, I don't know. He him. went wait, He went to prison for murder. Don't forget. Exactly right, right. So I think that when he, I think when he finally, when they defeat the Court of Owls, I think it will get rid of. I think they're going to get rid of some of the dead weight that would the, the, the people that are over. Jim that hate him still the the corrupted politicians I think they're going to clean some of that out and get rid of some of them but if he goes to commissioner Bullock would still be captain wouldn't he or well I'm, I'm, what I mean to say is I think he'll wind up being captain in, instead of Bullock I think he'll wind up getting the captain's job he won't be commissioner I don't think commissioner is going to come till the end of the show Right. Okay. I think when he finally becomes commissioner, I think that's when they when the last, last episode, season. I think yeah. that's when they're, they're going to end the show. I mean, captain. He'll be in. He'll be the captain. Do you think that they will ever go to the Batman and commissioner? I mean, do you think this show will go there? 
Because I hope so. I don't think they will, but I hope they do. They could. They have the ability to do it. It's it's not like they can't. I mean, you have two Supermans. I mean, it's, you know, you have the movie and you have the the show. You could. The boys. I don't know how long they're gonna be able to hold this boy back because the boy is growing up. I mean, right. So I don't know how many seasons you got before this kid is. You know. I'm thinking they might do a time jump at some point. I would love that if you do like a season. I don't know. It'd be great if they did like a like a finale, like an eight se- eight episode season finale, and then the eight episodes is the time jump, and you got Batman. It's like a year one. Imagine if they did that, like the the year That'd one for awesome. this, like the, that's their year one for this. So you we get we get to see Gordon become commissioner around the same time that Batman that Bruce becomes finally becomes Batman like we get to see those two that'll be most of the season is those two I'm in things happening I would love to see that I would love to I would love to see them work something like that out but anyway they a plus with that we did Lucifer already yep yep okay well, Lucifer uh, again C plus I guess it is. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it is what it is. It's just something's. I don't know. Something's not really clicking. See, we liked that a little bit more than you did because they actually uh, had the gun. Well, you missed Jerry's Joan Osborne's rendition right. of what? Uh, I, think, I think we liked that one a little more. Was one of I think we liked oh. that one a little more than you did because they had the God stuff in there. Yeah, you know, I did like the God stuff. I did like the God stuff. I did. I like that actor. He could. He could play that. It's funny because he's done that in Supernatural. He played a mm-hmm. a yeah, demon. Did. He played a demon in Supernatural. So he's he's played God and he's played demons. Um, he was good in it. Like he's he's the he was the bright spot in it. And Lucifer's good too. I, I guess it's just I get tired of the of the lead. Uh, what's her name? Um, Chloe. Chloe. I just I just don't. Yeah care about her anymore like if you take her out i probably would like this show a lot more if they just finally just got away from her at all like he just moved on and started you know doing other stuff yeah but she's the mcguffin now yeah okay the flash um man barry i don't (laughs) gonna i don't if they're gonna get rid of iris it suck. First of all, it would suck if Iris. Yeah, I, we. I have a theory that's not Iris. I think they used that holographic thing from earlier in the episode, so Jesse Quick could sit in for Iris, mm-hmm. get stabbed, and her like super fast metabolism will help her heal up. Now the thing that gives me is it looks like is that the lab blowing up? Like it looked like it's self destructed. Something like a lab or something is self destructing around Barry in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I wonder if I wonder it'd be something if Star Labs moves to the Justice uh, Justice League looking headquarters spot. I love that that I they never that. used. Imagine if that happened for next season. If they kind but of they need the up. super collider tunnel for him to run and do all that stuff. Man, it's an under kind of basement. It's a hey, big. They got Cisco. Yeah, I mean, come on, he could build that whole thing. I mean, why yeah, not? Cisco's got all summer to build that. Yeah, yeah. Do that Flash uh-huh. Museum. Like, do a do a Flash Museum now for real. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like I like Flash. Like, I still love these characters. It's just uh, 
I just hope we don't. I don't want to lose any of them. I'm tired of them every season. Somebody got to go. I don't want anybody to have to die, and that's your finale. Um, the shit, like it's, it's silly for it to be that way, especially when Flash is supposed to be a lighter show. Well, Jerry and I were also kicking around that we think HR is going to die. Jerry, I didn't know what exactly. I just think he's going to die, and Jerry's saying that he's going to sacrifice. I think he is too, because when he said to, when he had that moment of saying, now that we know he's not going to turn evil, because that was the other thing I was right. thinking, right? He was going to turn evil. When he goes and says, that's why I thought he was going to do something and mess up. Remember they had it where he had the gun and it wasn't his father that had the gun? Right, right. It was, it was HR the other time he went into the future. When he was, yeah, when he was up on the roof. Right. So I, I thought that it was going to be that again, but it, it didn't. I wonder... Yeah, I have a feeling that he's going to kill himself and then they'll just get another HR. because, Or, or just bring Jesse's you know, father back or something. Because he yeah, kept saying... I like He made a point of saying, I haven't contributed anything to this group. And everyone sacrificed right. so much... You know, to help me, and I haven't really contributed. And that may, when they start saying stuff like that on this show, on yeah. on the on these shows, period, superhero shows, period. When they when they say when a character says stuff like that, it's for a reason. It, I mentioned kinda, I mentioned that too that he went through the whole thing about how you know he had done nothing and he had messed things up, and now he you know he really didn't uh, contribute to the group and stuff, and that they might be setting him up to be killed. Yeah. I'd hate it though because I really like the thing he's got going on with the the lady, the science lady making the gun thing. Yeah. Yeah, but even with that, like you know, if she does survive and HR survives, they're gonna kill her off next season because it's just they fall <laughs> into this habit. I don't know what it is with the with the TV thing, but they they fall into this habit of doing that with new people. Like when a new person jumps on, they somehow have, or they make up a stupid reason they have to go. Well, it's contracts. I mean, that, that's the thing with contracts. Right. There. And they'll make up some kind of silly thing of... Except the actor playing HR is also playing, you know, Harry and... Well, that's why I think he would come back. But, I mean, if they bring back... But if they keep the if they keep the uh, female scientist, I think I could see her leaving quick. You know, they come up with some kind of thing of, you know, she gets... She has to go to another town. Like they, she, she gets pulled into a think tank or something. Like, but they, I can see them not keeping her unless they announce that they're gonna make her a, a regular, and they haven't. So, I don't, I don't think she's gonna stay. Okay, uh, Arrow. Uh, Arrow, I guess is uh, I give it a C plus, B, B minus. It's around that. There's just parts I like. I again, you know, there's. I I like Prometheus. I do like Prometheus. He's he's a he's a, a, a here. I mean, a villain that you I like to see them fight. But um, I I you know the whole thing of how they got all captured and stuff, and we still don't know what happened to um, to Haas, do we? Nope. He wasn't even on the island, and they don't even mention it. it. They don't even mention not, it. He wasn't chained up with the rest of them. Either. No, so I'm like, what the hell happened with him? Like that, I, I I don't even know what's going on. I I was wondering if he's dead. Like, 
maybe they tortured him for information to set, that helped them get them all together or something. I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking he's dead. Well, they got a lot of people. I mean, they do have a big cast, and they do got to cut some of these people. Cause they don't but the whole tragedy of he was just about to get his daughter back and all that other stuff, and then he dies, that's like that's like CW classic right there. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, that's 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 totally a thing. But yeah, to cut him down like that, it's just it is kind of wasteful. So why would you even do waste time doing that storyline if you're gonna you're gonna just kill him off? It just True. I don't know what happened. It, it is weird. I would like to know what the hell. What are they going to do with that? Like, I do like that they're we're going to bring back um, Death Deathstroke. Yeah, because I like him. Yeah, I love that actor. I love that actor. Death Race twenty fifty. Exactly, but it, he was it, awesome in that. <laughs> yeah, but it's also going to be hard to be like, yo, that he killed your mama though. Yep. Like how how do you work with the dude that killed your mom like that? Um. They're just showing how far uh, Oliver will go. Yeah, yeah. I just keep I keep forgetting that those people are still on that island. Because I really thought, I really, really thought that they were that they moved all those people to um, Argus Prison. Yeah, I, that's I wonder I how they it. keep them fed and stuff. And well, exactly, because didn't they say Argus took over that stuff? Remember? Yeah, it says they Argus have on the inside. Capuchin monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Feed them day in there's and day a, out. There's a big Argus symbol there on the inside of the thing when you come down the uh, ladder too. Like when he comes down to get Deathstroke. Yep. There's a giant old Argus symbol there. So yeah, that is a is a weird one. Like, uh, you know, what's the deal with that? We'll see. We'll see. Yep, because I mean, half the shows get their uh, season finale next week. So. Yep, they sure do. Okay, all we have left then would be the iZombies. Let us move on to that. Uh, Clive, it's called Dirt Nap Time. It's uh, episode seven. By the way, only three more episodes of iZombie. Yeah, oh. yeah. Ten episode season, that's all. Interesting, I thought. Uh, Clive is shocked to find that Liv is still a zombie. Uh, but nevertheless, he has her eat the brain of a murdered preschool teacher who had engaged in multiple affairs with his students' mothers. And speaking as a kid in preschool, there are a lot of attractive moms around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, pay- well, we're old now. They're not milfs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're just... Hot women we want to sleep with. They're not. They're just women you want to date. They're not males. Uh, meanwhile, Peyton agrees to help the public defender representing the suspect from the dominatrix murder convince his client to take a plea bargain. However, a high-priced lawyer persuades him to reject the deal, and he later commits suicide in his cell. Yeah, who didn't see that coming? Right? Yeah. Uh, Major reveals that he is human. To his close friend at Fillmore Graves, Justin. Yeah. Which was which is pretty funny because he's like smearing that brain paste on some uh, on some bread or whatever, and Major's yeah. uh, uh. looking at him like, Ugh, and he's like, "What's wrong?" You know. You should find this delicious. Uh, Clive and Liv are able to locate a private investigator hired by the husband of one of the victim's partners, and then the husband turns out to be the real killer. 
Uh, Don E. informs Blaine that he is buying out his business with the help of Blaine's assistant, Candy. And then one of his men shoots and severely wounds Blaine and takes the money back. <laughs> that was the funniest part. Yeah. It's like, I have a message from your dad. Bam! And he shoots him and he like, walks up and takes the money off of him and leaves him to bleed to death. Crazy. Uh, Major and Justin are sent, uh, oh, they intercept the uh, anti-zombie militant dudes. Uh, they're planning to kill District Attorney Baracus. Uh, but everything goes kind of awry, and in the process, Justin gets run over, attacks the militants, and he unintentionally provides them with video evidence that zombies are real. Damn, Don, dude, that that was that was such a right? that was such a moment where you got you, you for a unit that's supposed to be trained, you did some dumb things in this whole thing. Plus, uh, Justin asks uh, Major if it's okay if he courts live. Yeah, that was weird. That's how he put. It. I thought I thought he was still her boyfriend. They slept together, but now he's human. They can't do that no more. Bodily fluids, but I, man. I, but when, but when the good thing back when he was human before they were still boyfriend and girlfriend. That was their goodbye thing. That was supposed to be their goodbye. Uh, they, 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 you know, what do you, what do I say? So it's not crude, but I mean, they they made love for the last time. That was supposed to be their their goodbye thing. Really? I didn't, I didn't get that. I, well, if she had gotten the cure, they would be together, but now that they, the cure is gone. So when she gets the cure, she's going to dump this dude, Justin? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> like Remember, if she gets... The, Jim, it, huh? it is the CW. Or, and you get the cure, she can't be with that dude anyway. If she gets That's the correct. cure, she can't be with that guy. If she doesn't get the cure, she can't be with Major. So, I mean... I just thought it was quick. It was like, all of a sudden, they, boom. They need to play it. that song. You can't, can't love the one you want, love the one you with. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> what yes. else can you do, man? I mean... What else can you do? Um, I, I found the brain a little annoying this episode. Yeah, it wasn't as funny. No, yeah. Because like, I, I know people who teach preschool, and they don't talk like that all the time. No, no. Well, they're adults, you know. I don't know. Anyway... I found that kind of an all annoying. Uh, other than that, I give it uh, B minus. I like the stuff with Donnie when they go to Donnie's club mm-hmm. and like they show like the zombie club or whatever, and um, uh, the um, you know then uh, Liv comes back later and like confronts Donnie and he gets all mad at her and stuff for calling right. him a thief. That was hilarious. Oh yeah. Oh, and the bit yeah. when Donnie comes over and takes Blaine takes over Blaine's business that was pretty great too. Yeah, you knew that jerk was back on let that go. Yeah, Blaine is all sad and brooding. Yeah, there's another another broody boy. Oh, was he brooding hard? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's driving brooding. people out of that jazz club. He yeah, was <laughs> his brood game was hard, son. His oh, brood man. game was hard. Like he was. We're just... at a blues club. And he was driving away because he had too many blues. <laughs> you even made that girl. You made your, that that woman just leave you. She just she just turned on you. Brooding too much. Yeah, right. And she goes, You care now? And she, she like sets everything up for Donnie to take over. I sure did. So, and you, you yeah. I, I didn't think you were going to shoot his son. That surprised me that they went that route. Yeah. I thought they were just going to leave him there. But yeah, I gave this episode a B. It was cool. It was some good stuff. Like I said, the brain was a little annoying. Yeah, when the, when the, when the strong. 
wasn't the strong one. It just seemed kind of to be more of a transitional issue episode, right? More than yeah. it was less about the brain. Like the brain was like an afterthought almost um, in this one. The case, I mean, even the case, it was almost like an afterthought. Well, they do set up the next big plot point, which would be the video of them. Right. Being, right. Know. I think that's yeah. That's that's it. It was more important to do that than it seemed anything else. They really didn't. But you know, with all the like viral videos that people make and stuff, and trying to like, you know, get views and everything, I mean, who would take that seriously? You know what I mean? In a real, I don't know. I know you wouldn't. Show, You'd have some people. It'd be like Bigfoot. It'd be like, oh, You'd have... man, that looked really cool. Right. right it'd know? be like Bigfoot. You'd have some people that would believe it, right? And then you'd well, have other. About... Yeah. Think about yeah. think about it. How they how the whole zombie fear thing through radio and all this, you know, literature that's out there in their immediate locale, you know, I mean, it's in the consciousness of the people. And then you throw a video like that there. Yeah. You're, you're more intellectual people and people that, you know, have good reasoning skills are going to at least question it. If not disbelieve it, but there's at least, I mean, how even Trump has the 36% approval rating so there's always at least one third of idiots out there that are going to believe shit well that's the thing like unless you have actual physical evidence of a zombie I don't think anybody would believe it enough right? to to actually do something like to to actually go out in droves and start hunting down zombies I, I yeah, just like, don't think that would happen. CGI and effects and everything. Right, I mean, I just right. Don't see it, no, it no. You'd have to have a physical specimen that you show people. They and, could cross over with another property and have Sam and Dean show up. Oh, now you just you crossing streams. What are you doing? <laughs> I heard Sam and Dean were showing up on Scooby Doo. Yes, I did too, and I'm excited because I am a Scooby Doo fan from way back. Way, way back. You loved them Scooby Snacks, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I got, I, I got some original animation cells from Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. Wow. Yes, Scooby Snacks right now, Daryl. Well, I'm pretty... Every episode, I'm pretty sure you had some Scooby Snacks before yeah. we record. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. I think it really does. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that brings us to the end of another week of DCTV. Thanks for jumping on at the end, Daryl. I appreciate that, man. I know you're a busy guy. I uh, I had a little taste of your podcasting lifestyle this week. I did like four podcasts in in two days. Oh yeah, you know so, how it is. I, I've done yeah. three today. Man, baller. Two yesterday. Baller. Uh, if you want to hear those podcasts, most of them are over at the Taylor Network of Podcast dot com. Check that out. We got Retro Movie Geek over there. You got Double Page Spread with Wendy uh, Freeman. We've been doing these really cool uh, Nothing's On Spoiler Casts all summer long. Yeah. For some of the bigger movies. Yeah. Just dropped one for King Arthur. That was you and Julian, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can't wait to listen to that after I see the movie. I don't want to you know, spoil the movie for Oh, myself. yeah, yeah. You want to see the movies before you before That's you That's the whole point of a spoiler cast. Yeah, that's the point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to be dropping one pretty soon for King Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one well, uh, for Guardians we already. Ooh, we, we, I want we, in. We did one. Uh, we did one for Guardians already. Uh, we did one for Kong Skull Island already. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the next one will probably be Alien Covenant. I don't know who. I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna try to go see it maybe Tuesday or something. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. see it tomorrow. See Monday's my day. day for that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, you check those out. Uh, a little nothing at home one shot. Plus the latest episode, of nothing's on. Donnie and Daryl and I go through the huge giant list. Man. Of- 
cancellations and renewals. There's a lot. Oh, man, there's a lot. But if you want to know whether your new show is on or, or is going to stay on or is getting canceled or if, you know, or, you know, then definitely listen to that episode because we covered all the networks. That's right. Like, all the shows, even the ones that we didn't even know whether they were going to be canceled or not. We still covered them because that's we our job. Sure did. HHWLED.com is another great home for podcasting. You can get the It's All Connected podcast there. Uh, they cover the Marvel side of the TV street, much as we cover the DC side. Uh, lately, they've been covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been very good this season. I mean, this has been a real like return to form for me. I have loved it this season. Yeah, I think it's been really good. Um, Best season they've had, I think. Yeah. I think, well, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. But it's been very good. Um, they also are going to be talking. I mean, Defenders is coming up sooner than you think. And yeah, oh yeah. Oh well. yeah. Uh, we also got Half Hour Wasted over there, and the Walking Dead TV podcast, which will be kicking back into high in a couple weeks with the mm-hmm. return of Fear, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, everybody's looking forward to that, aren't? aren't oh they? yeah. It, it's hilarious how like we have so many listeners to the podcast who who hate Fear the Walking <laughs> yeah. Dead, but yeah. love listening to our podcast about it. It's just amazing yeah. to me. It's like, I mean, you hate watch the show because you like the podcast about the show. Yeah, they won't watch God it. God bless you. <laughs> they, we watch it so they don't have to because they don't want to. I guess. I don't know. But we really the sacrifices we make. We appreciate the- it. We definitely appreciate all that. So until next week when we have the season finales for Supergirl, The Flash. Episode 100. Episode 100. Damn. We're going to have a lot to talk about with the season finales, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about our regular episodes of Lucifer and iZombie and Gotham, of course. Mm-hmm. Gotham only has two episodes left, by the way. Yeah. Um, and iZombie and Lucifer, I think, have three each. So we're, we're getting into the summer there. And then I think episode 101, we're going to do a little clip show. Uh, I have a lot of choice clips from over the past couple of years doing DCTV that I would put together and do a show. And then 102, we'll be covering uh, just Lucifer and Gotham and uh, uh, iZombie. So... That's where we're headed for the next few episodes. Join us next week for the season finales. Thank you so much for listening to this. We are Ghost. Good night. Good night.
But a bitch ain't one 